In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. And he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, for her firstborn a son. She wrapped him in clothes and, and cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David... A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at the shepherds, what they said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, there's nothing quite as beautiful as the miracle of new life. And there's just something beautiful. There's something simple. There's something pure about um, that moment. It's life in its most innocent form. I remember um, as a dad, obviously, I hope I wouldn't forget, but when my children were born. And I remember um, my mind instantly being flooded with thoughts of hope for their life. Dads, you know what I mean. Moms, you know what I mean. Well, you just, you just hope that. I remember thinking, I, I, I just pray that my boys will grow up to be men of godly character. Um, I pray that my daughter... That she knows how much she is loved. And that she grows up in the confidence and the security of that love. But my first prayer was a thanksgiving. And then also for the day that they would come to know Jesus as Lord. And I have to be honest with you. Because in that moment, I remember feeling a little helpless. Because you would see this innocence of a child, a purity. And just, there's nothing wrong, you know. Um... And it stands in such stark contrast with what all the broken world really has to offer. And, and while my hope was that they would never be hurt, that they would never be wounded or, or, or never even make bad decisions, they will, right? And they have. And I have. And you have. And we all have, right? 
But Scripture reminds us that once uh, man was innocent, and that this broken world that we're born into, in, in essence, steals not only our affections, but in our brokenness, literally our eternity. That worldly gains comes uh, with great cost. And the Bible literally says that we can gain the whole world, yet lose our soul. So it's been stolen away. It's been purchased away from us. But there is good news. And that's what this story is about. That there is one who could buy it back. And I think there's just two things I hope that we can grasp tonight. That I, I pray as we worship is we just try to do the right thing, you know. I hope there's a couple things that we hear out of the scripture. The first one is that Jesus is the hope of the world. And there's a, there's a few reasons for that. In fact, the angels tell the shepherds why that is. In verse 11, the angels told them, he says, Today, uh, in the town of David, he gives them three reasons why he's the hope of the world. Because in the town of David, uh, a Savior has been born to you. A Savior is a deliverer, someone who's been there and done that and can pull you out and save your Save you from yourselves. Save us from ourselves. Save us from this broken world because he's been here and he's done that. And he paid the price. He is our savior. But then it says, David, uh, in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. And the prophets taught about this Messiah, this anointed one, who his job was to redeem the world. Uh, That... That to be a redeemer, um, to to reconcile this broken world back to a perfect a God. Redeemer literally means to buy back, to purchase. And we have a Jen. And I have a friend. Some of you know her. She started an organization in Austin called Miracle Foundation. It works with orphans in India. Amazing organization. But one of her f- first handful of trips, she was in India. She came upon these two children who were working hard labor in the wa- in the rock quarries. And they were like five and eight years old. And they were working hard in there. And she was like, what's, there's something wrong here. What's going on? Come to find out those children's father had owed a debt to the owner of the rock quarry. And he had worked. And while he worked, he lived with them. And he ate his food. And he, and he by the end of the year, the money he had earned had not even come close to paying off to what he now owed with interest and everything. And so as he continued to work, he happened to die And so the debt was passed on to his children. True story. Five and eight year old working in a rock quarry trying to pay off the debt of their father that he could never pay off. And she decided, I don't care how much it costs. I don't care how hard this is going to be. This is not right. I have to do something. These children were enslaved. And so she goes to the man and, and says, whatever it is, I will do it. What is the price? And he says, their father owes me $38. So she gave him $38 and took the children with her. You know, many times we think of, of being purchased and we think that we're being purchased back into a different kind of slavery. But the purpose she had there was not to, to, re, to bring them back out into a different... The purpose was to bring them back out into freedom. And this is what our Redeemer does for us. It's for freedom's sake that you have been set free is what the scripture says. He is the hope of the world because he is Savior, he is Messiah, and the last descriptor there is the Lord. David, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah, the Lord. The word Lord means, comes from the word authority. 
that the only reason he could do that is because God has given him all authority to do so. And he says, I am the way and the truth of life and no one comes to the Father except by me. So we celebrate this day because of that. Because on, on this holiday that we celebrate as Christmas, the day that Jesus was born, God said, okay, it's time. I'm going to put in motion now my plan to redeem the world and to draw back to me my creation. So I hope we see that. The reason that Jesus is the hope of the world and the last thing is, I hope we see the response of those who saw and heard. Because what you see are are people who saw and heard and, and they couldn't help but respond. The wise men said, we better get there and give them something and acknowledge who he was. The shepherds, they went around and told everybody what was going on and then they came back. And you remember in the scripture what the shepherds did, they came back and they rejoiced and the scripture says that they glorified God. So I wonder what that was. It was probably singing and rejoicing and dancing or clapping or whatever they needed to do. But the point was that whatever they did, their response was to try and glorify God whether it be in their life, in their relationships, in their efforts, in their affections, whatever it may be, but their response was to do that. But one of my favorites is how Mary responded. Scripture tells us that Mary treasures these things. She treasured them, and she pondered them in her heart. So we're going to spend the rest of our time, I'm just going to ask you to ponder these things in your heart. The Scripture, these words, as we sing, what God has done, what Jesus means for each one of us, the hope that it brings to be bought back into freedom. So I'm going to invite Miranda to come up and just sing over us. There's going to be some scripture on the, on the screen. I'm going to pray over you, and I'm just going to read the scripture, part of it again over you. And I'm just going to ask, will you, will you just stop for a moment, ponder it? Maybe even for a moment ask God, God, how should I respond to this? Maybe it needs to be a time of confession or repentance of saying, God, I really haven't. And, or maybe it's that, God, I don't even know what, what you want of me, but will you tell me? Maybe it's that first moment where you're just saying, okay, I'm going to start being a seeker of God. But I can't tell you what that is. So my heart and my hope is that you would just sit here tonight for a few moments and you would just say, God, will you tell me? Would you ponder these things? And when, when you think about what he's done, could you find it in your heart to treasure it? For just a moment. Let's pray together. God, just so thankful um, that we don't have to figure it all out. That you welcome our questions and you welcome uh, us because you love us. And that you, you paid the ultimate penalty for our lives and to, to give us life. And God, forgive us where we take that for granted. And God, I just pray that you would... You would prompt us through your spirit to to chase after you, to find you, to want to be around you. That the gift that we bring would be our life. And just a willingness to figure out whatever that is, God, that we could trust you because you are God. Because you spoke and it was. Because you set the stars in their place and you you set the earth in motion and, and you did all these things because you are God. And we're your creation. And so God, show us. And where you reveal yourself, God, give us the courage and the strength to respond how we should respond. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David... 
A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord.